We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in 10 seconds. Unbelievable. He throws. Got And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. All right, folks, what's good? We are back. Uh, another episode of Ain't No Seeds podcast. We... Had to get on here, and I, I think B-Turn just summed it up perfectly. It feels like a, a rant episode. Not going to be much structure. Uh, just an episode where we get on here, talk about that Texas Tech loss, talk about why. And, uh, I mean, I think everyone in the fan base knows that was an extremely frustrating game. So we'll, we'll talk it out, and we'll see if we can get ourselves feeling better heading into Tuesday. Um, B-Turn, how you feeling after Saturday? Oh, that was a rough one. I mean, the first half, <clears throat> we couldn't get anything going on the offensive end. And then on defense, it felt like they were getting to the rim, uh, making layups every single possession. Like, I think I was talking to you before the episode. I think they made – it felt like they – I don't know the exact stats, but I think they made one jump shot in the first half. Like, they hit a three with a couple minutes left. So, Texas Tech getting to the line, making layups every single possession. Like, even when we finally got some momentum late in the game, they just couldn't string together stops at all. Like it felt like they didn't get any stops like whatsoever. It was just wide open layups or we would foul and they would shoot free throws. Yeah, so we I really mean, could, like we couldn't even tie the game or take the lead because we couldn't get a stop. Defensively. We couldn't even, I was freaking out the entire, I tweeted early in the second half, like get it, get the game under five. I'll feel good. We did not get the game under five until 
I think with like the game was pretty much over. We got it to four with like less than a minute left. But like every time we'd get the ball, the game to five, we couldn't get a stop. And it was just was that over and over, which those are the most frustrating games. It's just like you feel like you're going to make a comeback and you inch towards it. You get closer and closer. You just can't make a stop when it matters. But uh, it was brutal. Um, You know, I don't. I feel like we all agreed we got a pretty brutal whistle. But I think I think I tweeted this after the game. Like, it doesn't matter how bad the refs are. If you I mean, we have we have three big guys on the roster. One's a freshman and two of them at this point are unplayable. Like Mitch and Dave were not playable on Saturday. And that that's why you lose the game. Like if you're going to point to why we lost that game, it's like that's it. You got zero production from your five spot and it's what we've talked about all year. It's terrifying to think about that. I mean, I still think we can figure it out, but the longer it goes on, the scarier it gets. So I don't know. How close are you to panicking about the five spot? I know it is. It's so frustrating because just looking at the box score before the game, you see Dave played 14 minutes and wasn't in foul trouble. Like, obviously we had, I mean, I, I definitely had high hopes for Dave going into this year just from how he finished last year and not having too many bigs, we were going to rely on them a ton this year. So it's like, what if I told you before the year, our first Big 12 road game, Dave was going to play 14 minutes. Yeah, well, second. wasn't we in foul trouble at all. <laughs> but, yeah, I second, mean. yeah. Yeah, but I see what you're saying. Like, you would have thought, I mean, our expert, Dave was first team all Big 12 preseason. And, like, he's, you can make an argument that Zach Clements was better than him on Saturday he's 18 years old, 19, whatever he is. It's like, it's just, we, I feel like we're doing exactly what we did last episode where we just talked to Dave, but it's like, I can't believe that this dude's been getting coached by Bill Self for four years and still can't catch a good pass. Like Jalen had yeah. two great passes to him in the first half that if he just catches and goes up quick, it's a dunk or a layup, but he just can't. He's, his body will not allow him to move straight up with the ball. He's got to bring it down. And it's just so frustrating. Um, but, I mean, it's easy to pick on Dave, but Mitch got the start. Mitch has been in college six years. Yeah. Mitch played 11 minutes and had zero rebounds, zero points. He had one assist. That was it. Like, it's the only thing he added to the team. And, yeah, I, I mean, it sucks. Mitch, I think we all agree, has probably been playing out of position his whole career. But it's like, mm-hmm. yikes. I just don't – I'm – I don't know what to say when you get that type of production out of that position. Yeah, I know. And we've been, I feel like we've kind of been, well, at least me kind of been hyping up Mitch a little bit this year, just because he really has given us solid minutes and he's been really good all year. And it's just crazy to me that, I mean, that's all I was thinking the whole game down the stretch when Clements is in there. It's like, how do you have a six year senior big and a, a senior big that was a, I know it's stupid to think about rankings, but it's like a McDonald's All-American, like five-star guy. Yeah. That aren't, they literally aren't playable. Like they're not giving you anything, any sort of production on either end. Because on the defensive end, they're giving up layups the entire game. Like that's the only way Tech was scoring was wide open layups. It's not like it's contested layups at the rim or pull-up jumpers or threes. It's literally a layup, like every single possession. Yeah. I mean, they were just – they were just, and I don't know, this could be – this is an example of, like, me just not knowing the game well enough. But there were times where, like, Dave would leave his guy to double. 
And it was like you could see it coming from a mile away. The second he <laughs> leaves that guy, the pass is there for an easy layup. And yeah. he just he, we just kept doing those types of things and just felt like we didn't get any loose ball, especially yeah. late in the game when we were like pressuring and it felt like there were a couple opportunities for us to get the ball and we just never did. One of them, Dewan got fouled, but terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. Uh, Mitch, uh, it, it's just frustrating because Mitch, like you said, had been showing some bright spots. Like Mitch had been pretty good. He had a great start uh, on Tuesday starting for Dave. And so felt like, okay, maybe this is the new way of doing it. Like it felt like we took a step forward on Tuesday and now it feels like we took five steps back. And it's like, my God, I don't know where we go from here, but it's Dave. it's got to be Dave. It just has to be. And we still like we still aren't getting really anything from Remy Martin, mm-hmm. and it's just so frustrating because it's like I don't know when it's gonna come. Yeah, I mean, I like, think there he's... could be a, there could be a game he takes over late because I mean he's shown the ability to take over games or hit big shots in his career. But I feel like I mean, obviously, I I want the ball in Oach's hands definitely more than I want it in his. Like I feel like Oach hit every big shot possible on Saturday. Like he was yeah. money. He was seven awesome. for 12, seven for 12 from the floor, six for nine from three. Yeah. And like if we, we'd be down five or eight and he'd hit like a must make three, like a wide open look in the corner. It's like that dude's hit every shot, every big shot possible this year. I feel like, I mean, you, know, you were talking about earlier, getting it down to like five. I think one of the biggest plays was that we were down five and Oach had that Euro step in the lane where he got around the defender and that layup just barely crawled out which hurt because you get it to three there with like a couple minutes left and maybe get a stop for once. You have a chance to win that game. That was a big, uh, big play. I mean, I mean, Oach had his struggles with fouls and I mean, Bill said Mm -hmm. that he was like pretty bad on defense, but other than that, like you said, Oach was awesome. Uh, and that's the one thing I've kind of been worried about with him is it's like, all right, he's been a stud all year. We knew he would be, but, like, how's he going to respond when we go in and play a disgusting basketball game like we do against Tech, which I feel like we mostly always do. You know that's going to be the style of play against Tech. So it's like, how is Oach going to respond? Is he going to be the guy that can go out and get us buckets when the offense isn't just isn't working, which he, he did. Uh, but that's where I also, like, I felt like we brought in Remy Martin for – that type of situation too, where it's like the offense is stalling. And it's like, I think during that stretch where we went O of 19 versus Oklahoma state, I don't even know if Remy was in the game for that. And then when we were getting, when tech kind of took control uh, in the first half, I feel like Remy was out Remy. I mean, Remy was out for like 15 straight minutes of that game. I think like, I thought he was just done because of the knee. And I was like, Oh, I must just, must just be bothering too much. And then we brought him in. So I don't really, it has to be injury related, I would hope, because if it's just based on performance, like I know he's not what we what like we need from him yet, but he's still got to be on the floor when your offense is struggling that much. Yeah, and he just he doesn't look very explosive right now. Like against Oklahoma State, it definitely showed, but at at Arizona State, I mean, he was just electric, like getting yeah. to the rim, just getting in the getting in the flow of the game, just getting everyone involved, like just like I said, electric. And he's just, I don't, he just, it feels like he's just another guy right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know Bill's kind of, he's holding back a little bit, but oh my God, I feel like he would be, 
<clears throat> I mean, when we got him, it felt like he would definitely be an All-American type player. Like, and it yeah. felt like such a big – I mean, obviously, it was a huge pickup. We didn't know who was going to run the point. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just felt like one of the biggest, <clears throat> like, Bill Self spring pickups in a while. I mean, yeah. it felt like it made us a fringe, what, top 10 team to a definite national title contender, like top two. Like, going into the season, we thought we'd definitely be a top two, top three team. And just basically because of him. Yeah. I mean, I think it's seen much from him. I think it's pretty clear he's not comfortable. I think he battles this thing of like Bill gets frustrated when he takes bad shots, but then Bill gets frustrated when he's passive and isn't taking shots. But it's like he doesn't at Arizona State did whatever he wanted. He took whatever shot he wanted. So sometimes I feel like he'll take a shot that he thinks Bill wants him taking, and then Bill's yelling at him, like run the offense. And he's like, Well, I just I thought you wanted me to shoot more. Like I thought you wanted to take my shots when they were there. And it's like, I I feel like he's in this mental war where he doesn't know what to do. And it's just causing him to kind of go through the motions and not be himself. But I'm not worried about Remy. I know that Remy is going to, he's not going to be an all American, but he's going to have it figured out. Like we've seen this so many times where bill just pokes and pokes and pokes at a guy. Mm -hmm. And it just, I mean, it just works. Like, I think I was texting someone about this. January, I feel like, is always a brutal month for KU. Yeah. Like, I remember that. Uh, just getting started. Yeah, like that 2016 team. What was that? Like, Perry Wayne, Perry senior year. Like, didn't we lose, mm-hmm. like, three straight in January or three or four or something? We lost at West Virginia, uh, at Oklahoma State. I can't remember who else we lost to, but it was like the world was ending. We were awful. Yeah. And next thing you know, we're number one overall seed. And I don't think this team will be the number one overall seed, but I still think if this team wins the big 12, they're going to get a one seed. The big 12 is that good. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not panicking about the team yet. I am panicking, getting close to panicking about the five spot, but uh, yeah, definitely not Remy though. That makes sense though. With the five spot. I mean, Remy's kind of dealt with things like just obviously getting adjusted to the system trying to do what exactly bill wants him to do and then he's kind of dealt with injuries lately too so it's like there's no reason to panic about him yet i feel like yeah the other guys no excuse we've said it we've hammered it they've been here quite literally i mean those two guys combined have been here 10 years it's it's pretty rare you have your two big guys uh combined for 10 years of college basketball experience and you're sitting here it's like it's like we have two freshmen that you're just begging to get some sort of production out of. So, oh, man, I feel like we're just a you broken record. Um, you know what's really frustrating? What? Terrence Shannon and Kevin McCuller are not playing on Saturday. And we – did we lead the entire game? Not really. Like I they, don't, we... they – I mean, the game wasn't even really in reach until a couple minutes left. Like, they – I don't understand how it's never a game against a Texas Tech team that has their two best players out. They just played Iowa State earlier in the week with no bodies and, like, struggled to score. Yeah. I mean, that was like – we both tweeted about that game. That was one of the grossest sporting events. In I the thought we were going to be Tech by double digits after watching that game. And it felt like it was a game that we would be up all game – we would be able to string together stops where, you know, in college basketball where it gets disgusting and yeah, teams don't score for like five minutes. I thought it would be a game like that where 
it would just be gross and we would string together a ton of stops and tech would score like in the fifties or. And that's what I mean, Bill Self dominates those games. So like, yeah, we, Mm -hmm. we'd have loved that. Like who my basically going into the game, you're just thinking who's going to score for tech. Yeah. I mean, I tweeted out that at halftime, I was like, this would be a very bad loss. And like, some people are like, what do you mean? They're ranked. It's like, yeah, yeah, but without these two guys, that's not a, we, that was not a tournament team that we just lost to like, Without their two best players, they're not an NCAA tournament team. So it's like the biggest concern about this team is like our two losses are the teams that are not going to make the NCAA tournament. That's a little scary to me. It just it gives you that feeling of we could lose any night. But I also think we could beat anybody. So it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's road games in the Big 12. You tell me at the beginning of the year we lose at Texas Tech. I'm probably not that upset about it. But yeah, it just felt like we caught a break by those guys being out and then not capitalize and get one because Baylor's going to have to play them at full strength. And we could have started the season, big 12 season two and O with a win over a top 25 team. And now we didn't. And it just feels like we threw that opportunity away. It is nice that we have Allen Fieldhouse, though. It is, but God, man, Which Baylor gives us a great chance to win the conference still. Yeah. Baylor is so solid. I I know. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, everyone's kind of sucking in uh, college basketball. Like, Duke loses at home to Miami. Texas looks awful. Uh, Who else lost this weekend? I mean, Purdue lost at home to Wisconsin. So, like, nobody really is distancing themselves. No. Besides kind of Baylor, which I'm still not sold on Baylor being, like, a clear number one team, but who the hell knows? Maybe they just, maybe they're having that little Villanova stretch that Jay Wright had where they really are just the best team in college basketball for a few years, but. Yeah. Which would suck. Can you imagine Scott Drew going back to back years winning it? (laughs) That would be awful. He'd be literally a better, like he would be a, well, I don't know. He would have a better, Resume than Bill. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, Bill yeah, Bill's been to Bill's been to what three Final Fours here? Three Final Fours. Scott Drew would be at two with two Natty. I mean, we're not getting. <laughs> Bill has five times the amount of conference championships. So I mean, it wouldn't. I'd still take Bill all day, every day. But it's like it's pretty terrifying yeah. to think Scott Drew could have more national titles than Bill Self, but. Bill Self could also win a national title this year, folks. I don't care how bad our five is. Yeah. We can – well, no. If our five doesn't – if the five position doesn't get better, we are not doing anything in March. But I still think it can improve. I mean, um, it, feels like, it feels like there's at least a few meltdowns every single year, probably besides 2020, about KU in January from our fans. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and there was – it's not like everything – there was a few positives from Saturday too, which have me excited for the rest of the season. Like Jalen was money. Yep. And obviously Ochai was incredible, but seeing Jalen going off is huge because we talked about that early in the week. It's like Jalen was so good last year, talked about him going pro and obviously had big expectations for him this year to be one of our best players or best scorers, best one of our best rebounders for sure. And we kind of talked about how we just haven't got much from him this year. But yeah. after that performance Saturday, I think going forward, he'll be solid. Yeah, Especially I mean, energy-wise and on the boards, like he's always solid in those two aspects. That was uh, 
that was for sure. Like, obviously, Oates, but Oates gets crazy. Oates getting 24 is, like, not even that big of a deal anymore. But, like, seeing him get 24 and then obviously, yeah, like you said, Jalen stepping up. If if us losing to Texas Tech means that, like, if, if we look back on this game as the game where Jalen pulled the, like, turn a corner, like, it'll all be worth it. Like, if yeah. that's what it had to take, if Remy being hurt and not getting Jalen more comfortable – um, it'll probably end up being worth it come March because it just for a few weeks in there, it kind of felt like maybe Jalen just isn't ever going to get integrated with this team. But I definitely think we saw the Jalen from last year and that was, that was great to see. Um, yeah, you love seeing him still fire too. I think he was, I'm, I'm the numbers probably aren't exactly right, but I think he was two for 23 or something right around eight there. Eight percent. Eight yeah, percent. Yeah. So I think we said that last pod, like he was gonna start making shots. Like Jalen Wilson is not an eight percent three point shooter. So we knew it was gonna happen, but it was nice to see him kind of bunch it together and have a good a good performance. Um all right, I want to talk about kind of our stretch coming forward because we obviously start out the season with two road conference season with two road games, split them. Now we got Iowa State on Tuesday. Iowa State's top 15 team, but they just lost their second conference game at OU on Saturday. We got Iowa State, which we'll talk a little bit more later, but then we got West Virginia on Saturday, another home game. We go at OU, at K-State, Texas Tech comes back home, and then we got Kentucky at Iowa State, Baylor. So, like, these – I guess what I'm getting at is – Iowa State, West Virginia, OU, K-State, Texas Tech, those next five games, I mean, we got to win, I would say five. I think we got to win five of them. If we go four and one and lose at OU, we can maybe live with that. But with the stretch we have coming up after that with Kentucky, Iowa State, Baylor at Texas, these next five games feel important. Yeah, for sure. Um, OU in Norman will be really tough. I think they have a super solid squad, and obviously they're well coached. Um, yeah, we we played really well this... against those Groves twins last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this obviously this week, I know Iowa State's ranked. I know both of us aren't too high on them. I think, I mean, it's Allen Fieldhouse. You would think they <clears throat> go two and zero this week. How nice would it have been to win those first two road games and beat? 2-0 on the road in the Big 12 with, like, seven more road games. Like, you beat two of the nine teams already on the road. I know. And they it were sounds, two men down. It sounds dramatic, but that loss yesterday, like, that's how you lose conference championships. You blow those opportunities, a team that's unhealthy. That's why that game was so frustrating to me. Like, it just felt like that's a game Baylor wins. Mm-hmm. Baylor's not losing that game this year. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I think Baylor's gonna go on a little skid. I just feel like things have to things have to start to go a little rough for them. But yeah, I mean, I mean Tech, Tech literally scored like twelve points in a full game against Iowa State a few days ago. <laughs> yeah, really. without those two dudes and all the COVID issues, and then somehow they have wide open layups against us every possession. Yeah, but either way, we should win Saturday against or Tuesday against Iowa State. I know Iowa State's good, but like you said, Allen Fieldhouse. Then we got Saturday, West Virginia. You got to think we win that. West Virginia, I mean, they played a K-State team with their third string head coach, their third coach. Uh, yeah, 
basically. Uh, West Virginia struggled to beat a K-State. I think K-State had like seven players available or something absurd like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not impressed with West Virginia. I think we roll in that game. Uh, then we go at OU, which you said is tough. And at K-State, like K-State's not good at all, but that game is always – you have yeah. to circle it. It's a circler. You're circling that one every year. Yeah. Someone was tweeting about it the other day. The year 2020 year with Dot and Doak, that game was tight the whole time. I think you were at that game in Manhattan. Like they yeah. had a chance to beat us late. Yeah. And that team, I'm pretty sure that K State team was terrible, right? Yeah. Like I, they only won a couple conference games that year. I yeah. Believe. So that their crowd will be ready as always for that one. Um, but and they, I mean, have decent, <sighs> they have decent guard play, I feel like. Nigel Pack, Mark Smith. And yeah. the girl, and the then I'll see the crowd. Yeah. So, I mean, if we can get through those next four, or, and then I assume we beat Texas Tech at home. So, if we can get through those next five, I'm feeling really good because you mm-hmm. got to think the stretch after that of which Kentucky means nothing, but I think me and you were talking before the pod. Toshibwe is going to be a nightmare for us. Absolutely not nightmare. So might be I, the. He might have 40 and 40. It's about the worst matchup we could possibly imagine. So I think we could easily drop that game, but we'll see. Uh, like if, and then we, if, if, if Toshiba's over under for rebounds was like 18, what would you take? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I would maybe take the under just because I feel like that's all Bill's going to talk about in practice that week. It's like, I swear to God, if Toshiba gets 15 rebounds, I will cut you all. Like, but <laughs> that's going to be, he'll bet there'll be like possessions where he gets like two or three offensive boards. There'll uh-huh. be games at Allen, like when he was at West Virginia, where he would go on crazy stretches where he's just getting, just cleaning up the glass. Like it was <laughs> insane. He's like yeah. a monster. It was awful. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that Kentucky game pretty much means nothing. It might have seeding implications. I don't know. But then we go. At Iowa State, that's going to be a coin flip. Uh, Baylor at home, that's a coin flip. At Texas, those three right there, I mean, there's a chance. Are we underdogs? And I mean, I think we'll be favored at Iowa State. I think Iowa State by that time. But Baylor at Allen Fieldhouse, I don't know. Is that going to be – do we maybe get two points for the fan bump? Are we two-point favorites in that, one-and-a-half-point favorites? Like, that's going to be – Against Baylor? Yeah. I mean, if we – like, if it was a pick or we were even a dog, like, I feel like so many people would be hammering KU. I feel like you almost have to make them a favorite at Allen against anyone. Yeah, so we probably will be favorites. But either way, the point I'm trying to make is, like, we have three straight games right there where – you could easily see a loss because at Texas, I know that crowd sucks, but Beard's first game with Kansas coming, it's going to be absolute madhouse there. Uh, you got it. You know, Beard's going to have them ready to play. So, yeah, yeah, that's a terrifying stretch. So these next five feel like we've we've got to start getting stuff figured out before we head into that one because that could be a pretty brutal three game stretch if we're not figuring it <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, it's always tough at Hilton. I know yeah. I could see – we're talking about the spread. I could see that even being a pick or like a one-point spread either way. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. At Texas, yeah, they're super good defensively. I could see that being a game where we really struggle to score. 
I go on spurts where we don't score for a few minutes and everyone's out of sorts and stuff. You know how Chris Beard's teams play. That's going to be the game Marcus Carr figures it out and starts going off. You know it too. Yeah. (laughs) They struggle to score too at times. Like they looked awful on Saturday at OK State. They, I've watched them twice. I watched them against Gonzaga, and I watched them Saturday against Oklahoma State. They are not impressive at all, but no. that's just kind of how Beard does it. It's always pretty gross with him. I mean, there's right. just not there's not too many gimmies on the road in the Big 12. It's like, who would you – we don't even feel good against K-State on the road. No, the only – I usually feel pretty good at TCU, which TCU looked good against Baylor on Saturday. Uh God, who else is bad? I mean, West Virginia is pretty bad, but they're always awful to play on the road. Like, I pretty much always just count that as a loss before the season even starts. I think we're like four and – what is Bill in, his, in Big 12 play at West Virginia? It's by far the worst he yeah. is against anybody, I think. So I know. I feel like even, like when we win there, it's still like super tough. Remember Devontae's senior year? Yeah, like, like we were losing by like ten all game, and then him and Speed just started going nuts. It's just always a disgusting game. That was that was like one of the most exciting conferences game conference games I can remember because you just the game was so ugly and slow and awful, and then all of a sudden Devontae and Speed just started to hit shots, <laughs> and it was like, whoa, that was it was. I remember being so amped after that game. Um, but yeah, like so. You- Iowa State on Tuesday. Let's talk a little bit about Iowa State. I think I predicted last pod they'd lose nine games in conference play. I'm sticking to that. I'm not a believer in Iowa State. Uh, I don't think that's crazy either. Like people, I feel like people might think that's crazy, but I mean that's 500. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just I, I figured they they've got the home crowd, so I mean they already dropped one of their home games, but I think they're gonna win a bunch of their home games, which will get them to I think. I think they'll win seven, six to seven of their home games. Um, and then they can get a couple on the road, but I just feel like they're going to lose a lot of road games. So uh, I think we win Tuesday. I have no idea what the line is looking like for that. Um, God, I wish I we had like what, six or seven. Yeah, that seems right. I, uh, I would take KU. I like I the Hawks we'll, to cover if it's anywhere around six or seven. Yeah, I think we'll come out pissed off, obviously. And I think Iowa State just – I don't know, man. I feel like they don't have – they just don't know have enough firepower. They got uh, Brockington or whatever who's averaging like 18 and seven. But yeah. I think they're super undersized. Like, I don't I don't think they start a guy over 6'8 um, in their starting lineup, which we don't have a ton of size either, but – I was saying before the pod, they had 15 rebounds on Saturday against Oklahoma. Yeah. In a I mean, 40 minute game. That's doesn't Tristan crazy. start at the five for them? He might, yeah. He's one of their I bigs. Think. So, I mean, that could be kind of exciting. Like if if they play that small, maybe you roll roll out a lineup of Remy, Dewan, Oates, C B, Jalen. And I mean we saw last year that that lineup can work pretty well, obviously without Remy, but uh, so I don't know. It might be a good matchup for us, but I don't know. Iowa State's a weird team. Yeah. So they started Condit on Saturday too, which I think he's like 6'10". Okay. But I mean, he's like a, he averages like five points a game. Him, Inarunia, Hunter, 
Rockington Calscore or something. Tyrese Hunter is one of their guards. He's like their second leading scorer. He's like 10 points a game. He's yeah. at like 22% from three on the season, but he shoots like four or five a game. So he must be a decent shooter. So he he'll, go five, he'll go five for five against <laughs> us with a bank. <laughs> he went two for three on Saturday. So, I mean, 22% is probably a fluke, but. Yeah. They've got that Caleb Grill dude who just, he screams go off against KU. Like, that guy looks like he was built to put up eight threes against Kansas and seven of them go in. So, uh, <laughs> at the field house. We'll see. Where is he a Kansas kid? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's, uh, he, he's 41% from three, so he can shoot it, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, they just, like I said, I feel like, I don't know if you agree, I just, I feel like they don't have enough to keep up with KU. They play really good defense, but so, I mean, they could keep it slow and they could keep it gross, but feels like those teams always struggle to do that to us with the Allen. I don't know how it works like this, but the Allen Fieldhouse crowd just somehow makes us play more up-tempo and better. It's crazy. So, I feel good about it. I'd be very discouraged if we we lose to Iowa State because, like I said, I think Iowa State's like a 9, 10, 11 seed in tournament at best, so. Yeah, and I I think we'd probably both be disappointed if they don't go two and zero this week, obviously. Because yep. um, yeah, I mean you win those two, those two this week or two and one going to OU, and obviously that OU game is going to be a battle. I'm sure that'll be honestly could see. I don't know if I sound crazy, but I could see that being like a pick. Yeah, like a straight up pick them. I mean OU super solid. If they continue sure to play, like, I don't know who they play in between this, but if they continue to win games, they'll be they may be ranked on Monday. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, they because they have some decent wins. Um, they played in the championship in their tournament, uh, in season tournament, and then I think they beat Florida and I forget who else. They they hung with Baylor on the road. I know that, but yeah, I mean they're, they're twelve probably, and three. They play at Texas on Tuesday. Um, and then they play at TCU before we come. So, I don't know. They're good, though. Yeah, that'll be a tough win. So, God, we got to get – I mean, those are the games. I mean, those are the games Bill Self has made his living winning the Big 12 with. Games like Saturday, which we should have won, and then yeah. like an at OU. Like, we just – we win those games. So, we don't have we by losing Saturday we left ourselves less of a margin margin of error. So I hope we we take care of business and beat OU. But we'll see. I'm a little scared considering we saw what those two kids did to us in the tournament last year. Yeah, I was gonna say over under 28 and a half for Tanner Groves. Yeah, the good news is we know. I mean, we know we can't under. I feel like maybe we just underestimated him and. Uh, Maybe we won't this time, but who knows? Dave, you never Dave may just forget that that ever even happened and leave that guy <laughs> um, wide open for three. Yeah, Ken Palm has I don't even know why we're talking about OU so much, but they're they're like a top 32 team. They're the 32nd ranked team on Ken Palm. Good defensively. So yeah, obviously <clears throat> I feel like you got I mean, you almost gotta go what at home to win the big 12 for us. Like I mean, worst case eight and one. Yeah, if we go seven and two at home, we're not winning the Big Twelve. Yeah, and I'm, I don't know how many has that even happened. When's the last time you think that happened? Devontae's team lost to what Tech in the Big Twelve 
That was was that the home opener in the big? They lost to Tech at home, and they lost to Oklahoma State, so they lost two that year. But then they won at Tech. They yeah. won at Oklahoma State. They won at they had another oh at West Virginia. Like they just won road games and mm-hmm. so. All but right, I'm, saying, I'm gonna. But I'm these two. You got to win these two at home this week, obviously. Yeah, and then go to OU and hopefully pull that one off, and then. The fan base will be all the way back in if you're sitting at three and one with a nice road win. Exactly. And that's what I want. Like, I want to be heading into Kentucky, a top five team again, top seven. I don't know. I don't know how far we'll drop. But, like, if we lose one of these next four, it's going to be full panic mode from the fan base because that's just what this fan base does. Uh, Especially if it's a home game. If we lose Tuesday, obviously, it'll be Bill Self should be fired. Dave should be kicked off the tail. Like, it's going to be crazy. I don't think we're going to lose Tuesday, but, you know, a meltdown is brewing. You can feel on the timeline that it's about that time of the year where everyone says this is the worst Bill Self team ever. Um, can't <laughs> win the Big 12. So we'll see. But I feel a good nice about comfy the next win. A nice comfy one would be cool, too, because, I mean, even the game in Stillwater was super stressful. Yeah. I mean, we pulled away. We got up, what, 14-15 late, but they still made it interesting with a couple minutes left. So it's like coming out from the starting tip, just dominating a team would be fun. Yeah. Yep. So um, I don't know. I mean, I guess what do you, if you could see one thing happen this week for our team, what would it be putting you on the spot? God, that's tough. So I feel like there's obviously Dave and Remy, Expected a lot from them this year, so you could say one of those guys stepping up. Yeah. But I just – I mean, Dave was great in Stillwater, so I feel like he could get going soon. I think we talked about – I talked about Iowa State being pretty undersized. It would be nice for Dave to – I'm sure he'll still be coming off the bench, I would think, especially with how he played Saturday. Yeah. It's like maybe Dave coming off the bench as a spark, giving us a couple double-doubles this week and getting going for the rest of the year. Yeah, that seems like the obvious answer. So I'll uh, I'll agree wholeheartedly, but I'll also say like I just want Remy to get healthy. I want us to feel good about Remy. Um, I want Bill to feel good about Remy. So that'll probably be mine. I think those two guys are the most important factors for us to be able to make a Final Four. Um, we're getting late in the year now. Or I mean, mid season, but it, we're getting close to the point where if things don't start to come together, then you start to really worry. So I feel like these are the next couple weeks, next month, where you start to see things moving in the right direction. So that's what I'm hoping for. And that big stretch is coming up that you just talked about. So it's like if they could string together two nice games this week, get some momentum rolling, that'd be huge. And Jalen just had a big game. We've been needing some more production out of him. So it's like if we can get our lead guard Remy going and yeah, somehow Dave <clears> – <throat> Um, get some coordination throughout the next week. That'd be really cool. <laughs> it would be nice for Dave to learn the basic <laughs> fundamentals of being a big man in college basketball. All right. Well, I know we just wanted to hop on, rant a little bit about game sat- the game Saturday, look ahead a little bit. Um, you got anything else you want to? You want to get off? I guess we didn't talk about CB dunking all over a guy's head, which that was fun. That was nasty. Yeah. I'm kind of upset we didn't talk about um, the foul on DeWan later a little more, which it's hard to 
harp on the refs too much when you play like you played, but that play was huge. And then I remember a play late too, where none of our bigs were even in. I think we had five guards in. We had Ochai playing at the bottom of the zone. Yeah. And like you said earlier about Dave leaving on doubles, one of our guards leaves backdoor cut wide open layup that dude that's averaging like three points a game and had 20. Yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy that none of our bigs could like they weren't in the game and they couldn't be in the game because of how they played late. Like Clemens yeah. played what close to 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that was the most frustrating part to me is it's like our big guys didn't give us a chance really to win that game. Like, I mean, it felt like maybe the zone could ugly it up enough for us to find a way to win. And it almost did, but just, you can't, you can't have two big guys that you can't trust playing a road game on the big 12. Like you have to have somebody that can give you good enough minutes. And so obviously we've said it over and over and over again. That's the biggest question mark with this team. Um, I think Nick Schwartz had a good tweet. He said, if you plug in any big guy from the bill self era, for any of these guys, this is the number one team in the country. And it's like, yeah, you plug in Landon Lucas, who mm-hmm. fan base did not love, but that dude was solid. That dude was not unplayable yeah. on the road. Uh, God, who, I mean, Udoka, obviously. I um, mean, think about how bad Jeff with was when he got to Lawrence. Yeah. Like he was, couldn't catch the ball, super uncoordinated and terrible footwork. And he ends up, he, I think he had the most blocked shots in a single NCAA tournament. Yeah. Caught lobs, dunked on people, got boards. It's like, how do you come in Bill Self's system and not improve? Like, how do you look like you looked like when you were a freshman? Yeah, it's crazy. Especially when they were, they were, I feel like when they rely on guys, like going into a year when they rely on a certain guy, like they just have an awesome year. Like it felt like junior year, Wayne Selden, we needed him to be good. He was awesome. Like certain situations like that. It's like, it, I, I fell for it. I thought Dave was going to just come in from the jump and be solid. Um, and I think I think our boy Vernon Scoops or whatever, uh, he had said that he heard all offseason that Dave was the exact same guy. Like there was just no improvement. And that sucks. I tweeted out, I was like, was Dave getting really good at the end of last year the worst thing to happen about to this team? Um kind of a joke kind of not like if Dave doesn't get better last year it wouldn't have really mattered we'd have still been the second round flame out like that team wouldn't do anything we all knew that um so if Dave just doesn't play well to end the season last year are we like hardcore going after a transfer and I don't know who we could have got but like I mean Tanner Groves was out there Jacob Groves I don't remember which one was the good one those guys were out there Kofi yeah. Coburn was out there I mean, that's unrealistic, but can you imagine him on this team? Oh, I know. Um, yeah, because Dave was obviously locked into the starting five after how he ended the year. Yeah. Like, he even going into the tournament, he was hurt. He came in that – who the Grove Swins played for is, like, Eastern Washington or something. Yeah, yeah. Like Dave came off the bit – or I don't know if he started, but Dave was awesome in that game coming off injuries. So, it's like Dave ended the year great, like, in the Big 12 play – into the tournament. So it's like Dave was one of those dudes that was locked into the starting five. Like who was even, who would we have said was a lock to start like right after the tournament ended, like right after we lost to USC. Yeah. Because you didn't know who was coming back. Like I think CB was a lock you felt like, but 
then even as things started to come, once we signed Remy and Oach and Jalen, those guys came back. It was like maybe CB comes off the bench. Like we thought Joe Yesifu was going to be a starter, which is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. I, I've never felt more bad for reserves than I have with Joe, but he's just – he had two open shots the other day, missed them both. Like if you're going to try and get in minutes, you got to hit those shots. You got to hit one of them. So feel bad for just- him. It's so excited, or it's so hard to get excited about a player like Dave when you watch him, too. It's like we've seen him be good before, but you sit there and watch him on Saturday, and it's like, I don't know. It's just so, it's just gross, basically. So it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to even tell if he's going to get it together or not, you know, just from watching, just from the eyeballs, basically. It is. Yeah. It's a great point. Like it is, even though we've seen Dave had great game, we are, less than a week removed from Dave having a fantastic game against Oklahoma state. And it's like, you see how bad he can be and your brain can't physically believe that he could be a good basketball player. Like it just, you see how bad it can be. And you're like, there's no way this guy could ever be good, but he can, he really can. And he has to be for us to have any hope of making a final four run. So beating a dead horse at this point. Yeah. I know it's it really does get old just coming on here and harping on Dave, but we just that's the story of the season. Our, that really is the story how, of the season. How thin our front court is! It's like God, you're just relying on him so much to even just get decent minutes, and he's Big Twelve road game. He's not playable late in the game. It's just so frustrating. Yep. All right. Well, <laughs> as always, I think we've uh, harped on Dave enough. Um, just wanted to get on here, get a little. Get an episode in before the Iowa State game. Get our uh, get our vent session out of the way. Hopefully, we can come back next week uh, or after the Iowa State game with a little more positive vibes. But you got anything else before we go? No, I mean, obviously our fan base melts down a lot, but we still we still have a lot of experienced guys, upperclassmen guys that if they get it together, this team's going to be perfectly fine. I think. I mean. Yep. Line on Dave a lot, but it's like Jalen's getting going. He's a junior, technically, I think. CB's a junior. Remy, Ochai, Dave, Mitch are seniors. So it's like some of these guys last go around. I think they'll end up getting it together, and I think this team will be just fine. Yep. I agree. It'll be, it'll get better. It's only January. That's what I keep telling myself. It's only January, and we have Bill Self as our coach. So we'll be fine. All right. Well, as always, thank you all for listening. We should be back hopefully later in the week. Um, that's it. Rock shop. I see I'm too late. Got nothing in my brain. That's what people say. Mm-hmm. That's what people say. Mm-hmm. I go on too many dates. <laughs> but I can't make them stay. At least that's what people say.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.